you know, you're you're jealous, so you respond very harshly or very, you know, forcefully or whatever. But um, why? What's what's wh why are you responding in that way? Because we want to be the enjoyer, and this is threatening my enjoyment. You know, I don't really have a a true internal enjoyment that is just solid. I don't have. All right, happy to have you here. Welcome to the Breaking Trail podcast. We are. Uh, going to discuss jealousy and thankfulness today, the uh, root cause of jealousy, what we can do about it, if it's natural or not, and uh, the importance of humility to feel thankfulness. We'll also hear how uh, Balakia met this philosophy and he'll teach us how to levitate in the real meaning of the word, <laughs> and, uh, and we'll discuss how mantra meditation can bring a divided world together. How, how, how is the, you know, staying at the same place now, like as a contrast to that living on the road? The exact opposite. <laughs> <laughs> how is it? Exactly you, the you, opposite. You do get enough sleep and you do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I get enough sleep and, you know, regular, we always ate regular times, but the times were always different, like six hours or eight hours or four hours or two hours. So four o'clock was usually the time we had dinner, for instance, or 9 or 9.30 in the morning for breakfast. But which 9 o'clock, you know? When it's 9 o'clock one place, it's 3 in the morning another place, or, yeah. you know, for sure. noon yeah. another place. So, you know, everything was just kind of... I had a regulated schedule for the place I was at, but it wasn't uh, regulated overall. It couldn't be. It was impossible. But I, but I was always impressed, you know, for the retreats that I've been at with you, that you were you, you just arriving on a flight from, like, across the ocean from the U.S. And, like, the next morning, you, you'd you'd be at the morning program and you'd be holding classes and you'd be... Oh. Well, I just had to do it, you know. And, and I could do it, but the point is, if I sat down, I'd go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> you know. That's, uh, you know, s sometimes when I do like ranga breathing at, at class, if I haven't slept enough, like I, I've, I've actually fallen asleep during teaching ranga breathing. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've done that myself, you know, <laughs> on a regular basis. Long periods of time between gorangas. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> you're just off in some dreamland and then you, you know, come to and realize you got to to continue on you know? yeah i recognize this <laughs> and, and and then you think that oh but but it wasn't so long and then suddenly it's it, like for the people that were there it's been like a minute but for you it's been like two seconds and you didn't think <laughs> we used to do goranga breathing always with goranga and then the second breath would be nitai gore yeah so it'd be goranga and then nitai gore goranga nitai gore But, you know, I just went back to just only Goranga because sometimes in those, you know, moments we were just referring to, I couldn't remember if the next thing was Goranga or Nitai Gore. Did we just do Goranga or did we just finish with Nitai Gore and is it time for, you know, so I just, it was too 
confusing, too uncertain. So <laughs> I, uh, I just, it had to be Garunga always. You couldn't make a mistake. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Simple, simple, yeah. simple. And even, yeah. you know, it's said in scripture that in the end of the, in, in the end of this time period, Kali Yuga, then people will barely even be able to remember the Maha Mantra. You will have to write it down for us to remember the Hare Krishna yeah. Mantra. Oh, yeah. Sometimes people can't know. Yeah. I mean, you know, they, they really, they struggle with just that mantra because it's, you know, a little bit too, too much. It's three words. <laughs> three words, you know, 16 different signs. But anyway. Could you, maybe just like one small thing, could you pull down your shirt a little bit, Palakid? Like just flatten it out? Which one? This one? The blue one. Yeah. So we can see. It's my new icebreaker. Icebreaker. Yeah, I yeah. see it. Wow. Brand new. Oh, wow. First day I ever wore it. They they sell it in Almaty? No, uh, Rada Ramandas, he sent it from Moscow. Oh, wow. Yeah, those are cool. They got everything it's... in Moscow. I don't care what you want. They got it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I won't say everything, but many, many things. You wouldn't think they would have, but they do. Yeah. I could imagine. Yeah, big city. <laughs> so they got it. It's thin, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, um, <laughs> we're, we're gonna, we're gonna. Did, did you find the definition of jealousy? Yes. Go for it. Can you read us? Jealousy? Can I read? It? <laughs> oh, you mean will I read it? <laughs> will you please? Uh, okay. No, jealousy, which is, you know, the enemy, really, of our well-being. Jealousy, the thoughts or feelings of insecurity, fear, and concern over a relative lack of possessions or safety. Possessions or safety. Concern. Yeah, like you're jealous of, of someone, you know, looking at your girlfriend or your wife, you know, because that's a possession that you think you have and you're feeling you're losing it somehow. She's responding or, you know, whatever. And, yeah, or safety, you know, there may be safety in the relationship. I think jealousy is, is basically always connected with relationships, you yeah. know. Uh, envy would be more what you'd experience if you had, you know, feeling that they've got, you know, a new car and I don't. Yeah, yeah. You know, they got to go on a trip, you know, that I didn't get to go on because I didn't have the money. Or You're envious of them. Or, or, you know, it could be relationships as well. I mean, but usually jealousy is more about feelings about a relationship being insecure Fear you're going to lose it, you know, concerned that you don't have that complete control that that you want to have. You yeah. Know? And I think that's something that everyone can relate to. Yeah. You know. At one point or the other in life, you know. Yeah. You know, I mean, we've all been there. But. I'm so. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. No. What, um, when we speak about these things, it's, it's always like, <laughs> it's always, you come back to the idea of, 
Well, I always have people saying, you know, oh, it's natural for us to to do this. You just need to learn to deal with it. Um, is it natural? <laughs> to well, it depends on whether you understand what is truly natural or whether you're dealing with what is normal in material life. Right. So, you know, like we always have to come back to the truth that our soul, or our, not, excuse me, the truth that we are spirit soul, we're not our material bodies, you know. The mm. soul level of understanding, you know, the bottom line. So, <clears throat> there's, there's what is normal or natural for the soul in its pure condition, and then there's what is normal and natural for the soul who's materially contaminated in the material world. And they're very different, you know. Oh, and we only know what, uh, what's normal in of one of them, I think. We don't know anything about what's normal for the spirit soul. Yeah, we, we don't have experience of what is normal for the pure soul in the spiritual world. You know, everything in the, in the material world is a perverted reflection of the spiritual world. Whatever you see here is in the spiritual world. Just like a reflection in a mirror can't be different than the object that's being reflected, right. you know. But it's turned around, it's, it's backwards. So, in the spiritual world, everything is as it should be, you know. So, relationships are, you know, perfect in the spiritual world, you know. I mean, they don't cause pain, they don't cause suffering. There is real love, not temporary you know, attractions and, and lusty desires and, you know, and so on. So Possessiveness and... Possessiveness and jealousy, for instance, you know. You are secure in your relationship. Whereas in the material world, you know, everything is the opposite of that. So, like, as we've discussed before, our main scripture that we study in Bhakti Yoga is... Bhagavad Gita. Hmm. And in the Bhagavad Gita, in chapter 16, uh, it's describing two different natures that people have. A divine nature, which is basically the true nature of the person, the soul. And then there's the demoniac nature, which is the perverted, contaminated nature. Hmm? The word sounds so and, harsh, but that's <laughs> huh? demoniac. No, it sounds like... You know, pe people would think that that's like someone with horns on them. Just well, yeah, demoniac uh, has all kinds of meanings for different people, and some people embrace that. You know, people worship demons, you know, on some levels of, you know, un <laughs> whatever you want to call it, you know. Yeah. But uh, anyway, these demoniac qualities, which are, certainly undesirable, unfavorable, you know, against the well-being of the individual that's having those qualities or others that are affected by these qualities. I mean, there's no good that comes from a demoniac nature. You see? But one of the main uh, symptoms or qualities is jealousy. You know? mm. So there's lust, that's one of those qualities. There's anger. There's greed, there's envy, there's jealousy, 
there's lack of compassion, lack of concern, self-centeredness, etc. And you can take any one of those qualities or all of those qualities and understand that's not a good quality to have. You know? yeah. It's not certainly going to make you happy. It gets in the way of what you're trying to achieve, which is happiness. And, and that's the key, I think, which is not really, I mean, hmm, how, how to put it? That's something that we don't normally think about, perhaps, when we think about how to act in life. Like, will this actually make me, in the long term, make me happy, or will it create suffering for me? We don't really perhaps consider that, I think. No, more, more than likely, people just react spontaneously, you know, to their immediate needs, their immediate desires, their immediate impulses, you know. So like jealousy, you don't contemplate thinking, yeah. okay, I'm going to work on my jealousy now. So, yeah. you know, when that situation arises, I'm going to be an expert jealous person. No, of course. You know, I'm going to cultivate this skill, you know. No, you you just experience it when, you know, <laughs> when you're main squeeze your girlfriend walks into the the dance where you are unexpectedly she doesn't know you're going to be there and she walks in with another guy hmm. you know and you experience all those things immediately jealousy anger you know <laughs> and so on the, the worst comes out very quick yeah and has that has that ever happened to you Of course. Has it not happened to you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, whether it was, you know, one scenario or another one, it's the same thing, you know. Yeah. You're jealous, you know, or, you know, somebody's, you know, approaching the one that you're, you know, trying to possess and, you know, you're, you're jealous, so you respond very harshly or very you know, forcefully or whatever. But um, why? What's, what's, wh why are we responding in that way? Because we want to be the enjoyer, and this is threatening my enjoyment. You know, I don't really have a, a true internal enjoyment that is just solid, and I'm, I'm enjoying regardless of what happens externally. Yeah, I'm okay. I'm, I'm not yeah. dependent on any external uh, set of circumstances, you know, for that security and enjoyment and fulfillment. See, yeah. I don't have that. So I'm clutching at straws, so to speak. Okay, I'm the joyer. This is my possession. I want to own this person. You know, I want to control this person. And anything that jeopardizes that, brings forth this immediate reaction of jealousy and envy and anger. And usually it's not just one of those things. It's not so selective. I'm just only jealous. Mm. I'm jealous, oh. and at the same time, I'm upset. And I'm Frustrated and, and I'm angry. angry and I'm bummed and, yeah. you know, I want to get envy. I mean, I want to get revenge and mm. whatever. And so, you know, it's... It's it's all connected. It's all a combination of, you know, reactions due to a contaminated condition of heart, of consciousness. Whereas this, the sage, for instance, the self-realized sage, mm. 
Mm. You know, that person who is not on that platform, but is actually the full possessor of divine qualities, you know, godliness and truthfulness and honesty and compassion and mercy and freedom from anger and, you know, averse to criticism and all these amazing, you know, wonderful qualities, you know. Number one, he doesn't need anybody or anything. He's already self-sufficient. He's, he's, in the Vedas, it's, it's called an atmarama. See, atmarama. atma means soul. Hmm. And rama means, you know, that which gives pleasure and enjoyment. So he's enjoying, you know, atmarama, the self-satisfied person. Hmm? Hmm. And his enjoyment is not coming from a material source, which is always so temporary and, you know, unstable and fragile and, yeah. Yeah. you know, disappears so quickly, you know. Yeah. But it's coming from his relationship with the Supreme Lord, or his, his awareness of who he is and, you know, his spiritual life, which is his life. It's not like just a, a temporary period of time on Sunday morning or something where he goes and has some spiritual life. And the rest of the time he's, you know, buried in the, the world of material illusions, you know. No, this is his life. This is who he is, you see. So he's not envious. He's not jealous he's of anybody. You know, he's not controlled by lust. His, his, his controlling factor is love. His heart is, is filled with love. Love controls him, you know. And it's stated in our Vedic scriptures, this is very wonderful, that God is, is above everyone and everything, and, and he is the supreme controller. Yeah. But yet, love is so strong that love controls God. He's the source of love. He is love personified, but yet love controls him. See, That's a, that's a difficult concept, I think. <laughs> well, or, if you know the nature of love, it's not. Because love is, is the all-powerful force. Yeah. I mean, people will do anything for love. They'll risk their life in an instant for someone yeah. they love. They'll sacrifice whatever they yeah. need to sacrifice if they really love, et cetera, really et cetera. Love. So that's just a glimpse of how powerful love is. And what we call love is not even love. It's lust. You know, it's, it's a... It's a powerful force turned upside down that's why lust is so strong and lust you comes know? out in the form of jealousy yeah and lust is, is full, you know jealousy comes from lust and anger comes from lust and loss of intelligence and bewilderment of memory and you know burning up inside with with envy and all that but but the, i mean there, there's some, I know, I read some evolutionary psychologists who say that uh, jealousy has a role because we, it's a trigger or it's a wake-up call that a valued relationship is in danger and that steps need to be taken to regain the affection of a mate or a friend. <laughs> well, you know, that's, like I say, this is a modern understanding of the material understanding of, of the word. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> but really, if you're, 
you know, there's guidelines in a relationship that that both parties should follow. You know, uh, you know, they if 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 the relationship is as it should be, which of course again due to the contamination of lust and so on, it's not. But let's say if it was, mm. then you know that person is not going to be putting themselves in a position to create jealousy in you. They're not going to be acting in such a way that you're jealous of that. You, you know, have a need you, you know that you can trust them, that they are, mm. you know, not going to do those things that, that are, we've discussed, you know. And so, you, you're not insecure, you see, and you don't have to be in, in a state of fear and, and concern, and etc. And, 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 but again, this is the material world, and things are as they are, so therefore, huh. you know, we get the ill fruit. Yeah, because I, you know, I, this is, I think in today's society, I mean, I know for my own sake, after I started living the yoga lifestyle, I really started taking a step back and observed and became aware of how I interact with the opposite sex and, and with other people to to know what kind of, <laughs> you know, I mean, put it like this, before when I was in a relationship, I the things that you consider normal in today's society, they would trigger a jealousy in someone else. And that's normal in a relationship. You're like, you do, you do, you, you can be quite intimate with someone else and still it's like, it's somehow okay. You can flirt with someone else like mildly and it's, that's just how you are basically in today's society. <laughs> like, yeah, that's, uh, I mean, that's normal. <laughs> that's normal again, you know. Yeah, so it causes all these problems, you know. How many you know, relationships have, have been destroyed because the other person is just so overly jealous that they criticize you of things you didn't even do. They criticize you of thinking things you didn't even think. Yeah. I know what you're thinking. I saw the way you looked, <laughs> you know. <clears throat> so this person is so insecure that they're fabricating. It's not even a reality, perhaps, but they're fabricating it because they're so insecure and so fearful of losing what they have, what they need, what is, mm. is so, you know, crucial to them that there's no way you can have a, quote, normal relationship, you know, a relaxed mm. enjoyment, uh, enjoying relationship because that, that other person's fear and, and jealousy and insecurity and so on mm. doesn't allow for you to ever be you know just relaxed and let's just just have a nice relationship yeah you know it, it destroys that regardless yeah. of how cautious you are or, or what you don't do or what you yeah, yeah. Mm. right so that's why you know it takes both sides to be you know a little more evolved in their internal security and happiness and and so on. You know, dependency on another person other than God is not good, you know? It's mm. not good. And it's described in all yoga teachings that being so dependent and attached to anyone or anything, but now we're on the idea of relationship, is, is an obstacle to your mm. well-being, to your happiness, to your journey forward in life. You know, because this world is so 
you know, fluctuating. And, and the dualities are so common and always, you know, one side of the coin, the other side of the coin, that, you know, you're, you're just putting all your, it's a terrible saying, putting all your eggs in one basket, and that basket can, can fall down and all the eggs break in any moment. Yeah. You know, and, and that's not, not a good thing. So this, this dependency, you know, makes it so we can never be happy. We're always agitated. Anxiety is one of the overriding, you know, problems with people today. Yeah. You know, people have anxiety attacks. And you, and you ask them, well, what are you anxiety about? I don't, they don't sometimes don't even know. Yeah. Why are you in anxiety? I don't know. I'm just in anxiety. You know, because, again, there's no security here. And that is the, the real understanding of the material world. That's true. You know, this, here's a good story. Mm. Friend, you know him, Nimai from uh, Sacramento. Young boy came to the wilderness retreat a couple of times. Yeah, yeah I think I, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, Nimai, mm-hmm. cool kid. He's in his early 20s now. Yeah, you I'm know, pretty sure, right? Raised, raised in, in, you know, this philosophy, so he's got some... Yeah understanding of what life really is and you know he's got some moral principles and you know some some respect and etc i mean good qualities hmm. anyway he was just recently in a car accident and wow. he wasn't wearing his seat belt and maybe in this case it was a good thing so he got ejected from the car and then the car the, the crash continued and it totaled the car and maybe if he'd have been strapped in he wouldn't have survived it. Who knows? Wow. I mean, that's an unknown. But anyway, he was taken to the hospital, and in, in the exam, he wasn't really critically injured or anything, but in the examination of, of his injuries that he had and so on, they discovered he had an aneurysm in his heart. And so aneurysm. immediately they did open heart. Aneurysm is when one of your vessels kind of blows up like a balloon. The walls are too thin, and it just becomes a, like a bubble in your, in your pipe. Okay, And so at any moment, when you have an aneurysm in the brain, that's what happens. Right, right, One of right. Those little that, that's when you get a st- stroke or? Yeah, then it breaks uh-huh. and, and, you know, that bubble burst and then you can bleed to death or whatever happens. Right. And if it's in the brain, of course, it has all kind of repercussions. His was in his heart. So anyway, they discovered it through this, you know, examination for the accident. So they immediately did open-heart surgery and repaired it. But they said that if they hadn't caught it, then it could have killed him, you know, very early in life. So the point is, the, the stability of this world is just like not there. You don't know what karma is going to present in a moment. Yeah. So if, if somebody's dependent on Nimai for their security, their help, their, you know, he is their dependency and their, their attachment Shelter. and their, their, their rock, so to speak. Yeah. And his, his aneurysm bursts and he's gone, you know, they're left with nothing out their security. Mm. You know, their, their reason to live has been taken away. Yeah. And so anyway, that's just an example that came to mind. I just just learned about this today. Uh, so the world is as it is. And if, if we're using 
you know, things in this world, be it relationships or being possessions of money or fame or any and all of that or whatever it is, you know, our skills, our abilities, uh, whatever talents I have, they can be taken away at any moment, hmm. you know. And, and there's no stability here. There's, there's no shelter here. You know, everybody wants to feel safe. And you feel safe if you feel really sheltered. Mm. But really, if that shelter is from this world somehow, then that shelter is very fragile. You see. Since you know that you are eternal. But, but some people would say then that gratitude is the solution. And that's one of the, the uh, solutions to, to uh, jealousy, according to our dear friend Google. Gratitude. Just appreciating what you have. Well, yeah, that's, I don't, I'd have no problem with that. You know, but number one, that's not normal <laughs> in the world today. You know, people have uh, so much yeah. and they're still ungrateful. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's, a, it's true. It's a nice teaching. It's a nice philosophy. You know, but in reality, who's really grateful for what they have you know the world is full of people with good health are they grateful for that or do they take it for granted hmm. you know <clears throat> some people really have nothing you know but some people have a lot are they grateful for that <clears throat> you know are they grateful for the intelligence that they've been given in this lifetime to you know do amazing things or are they well, grateful for all the media that, that makes it so you and I can have this meeting right now? Hmm. But, but it seems like gratefulness, real gratefulness, seems, yeah, seems really hard. I mean, we can talk about it. Many people talk about it a lot, and it's a really nice thing, but it seems very hard to achieve. And it seems like you do need to have understanding about things to actually be grateful, like where things fit. Yeah, you know? and... And the big One of the, the qualities, if you will, uh, that is necessary for there to be true gratefulness, appreciation, is humility. See, as long as I'm not humble, which means I'm arrogant, then I feel basically I deserve it, you know. I, my self-ego, e my, my false ego... Oh, yeah. uh, doesn't really allow me that feeling of real feeling of gratitude that I would have if I was truly humble. Because you feel that you always deserve more than what you're getting. That's what yeah. you're saying. Or if I got it, maybe I don't think I need more, but I think, well, yeah, I got it because I deserved it. I worked hard. I earned it. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's it, it's what came to me as a result of my endeavors, hmm. and so on. But if a person is really humble, and this is one of the, the foremost qualities necessary for true spiritual growth and spiritual experience, is humility, you know? And you feel humble, you feel humbled in front of the Supreme Lord. You feel gratitude because if you know you realize everything that I have, <clears throat> the human form of life this time around, that's an amazing gift. You're so thankful for that. You're grateful 
that you have now a human form of life, to even, you know, feel like this, yeah. to even hear the word gratitude and have some semblance of understanding of what it means. <laughs> and, you know, everything that, that you have or may have in the future, you feel grateful for <clears throat> because you know it's a gift from the Supreme Lord, you know, mm. and not the material understanding that you mentioned, I didn't get enough, I should have had more, but the opposite of that, which is always, you know, the case in, in spiritual life, is I got too much, I got more than I deserved. I really mm. didn't deserve this much. I'm so unworthy of, of so much mercy here, Yeah, you know. So that keeps a person in the right consciousness, the right condition of heart, you know. And, and that translates, you know, in relationships with other people. See, people think, oh, you always talk about God, and it's all about God, 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 this and that, and so on. <laughs> but all of that relates to how we react with other people, you see. Because so it relates if I'm to the arrogant, that that's a barrier between me and God. And therefore I relate in that way with other people. False prestige, false pride, etc. Or if I am truly humble in my relationship with the Supreme Lord, that translates in how I relate to other people too. You see, look at the greatest teachers that have ever come and and tried to help us. Spiritually, you know, the great mm. spiritual masters, be it Lord Jesus Christ or be it, you know, the many sages and saints in our Vedic history, yeah. you know, from Lord Goranga to, you know, Haridas Thakur to on and on. I mean, you know, the general audience wouldn't have be familiar with these personalities, but they were all filled with humility and gratitude. You see, yeah. that was, even the Supreme Lord when he came as, you know, the great devotee of the Lord, Lord Goranga, you know, he he wasn't just play acting like, okay, I'm just acting a role. He was actually experiencing that role. And and he was, you know, displaying complete humility. You see. Mm. So you know, there's there's necessary qualifications to make things as they should be. And, and it makes things easier in life, isn't it? I mean, if you have that change of heart that comes from, like, like you said again, we may mention it a lot, but if you have the change of heart that comes from a relationship, a, you know, a close relationship to God, then your heart will change and, and your, your response to the things around you will change, right? Because you'll never be able to control if your wife is, you know, what she's doing and what's happening in the world around you. You, 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 you yeah. can only control what's happening inside. I mean, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And if we don't work on the inside with a spiritual solution, you see, do our spiritual exercises, so to speak, get healthy spiritually, yeah. then all the external adjustments, as includes in the mind, etc., you know, they just don't solve the problem. It's not the root of the problem. Yeah. You know, okay, I'm not going to be jealous, you know. And maybe you really don't want to be jealous, but when it comes, it comes. When you are, you are, you know. And then you feel frustrated, I failed again, or 
this is really, you know, ruining our relationship, you know, but I can't not be jealous. I'm just feeling so jealous. You see that it's not good for you, but you can't get out of it, yeah. Yeah, you know, like, you can't just wish it away, because what is the cause? And the cause is lust, you know, anger, jealousy, all that, you know. It's the perverted reflection of love. So the only way to cure that is change lust into love by purifying the heart, you know, with a, you know, our, our spiritual knowledge and spiritual practice and so on. And, you know, it's an individual thing. Mm. That's what, again, every teacher has taught the same solution. You know, no teacher came and brought with them, you know, the psychiatric couch and, you know, all the, the new ways to look at things and feel about things. They came with one message, you know. You are spirit soul. You're part and parcel of the supreme soul. Your help is in the name of the Lord. Your salvation, your happiness, everything is in the Lord. And, you know, service to the Lord is is the goal of life. And if you want to be happy, this is the, the formula. And there's no other way you can achieve what you really are looking for. Hmm. And it's so hard to accept because we want to be the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> well, that... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, which is which comes out in a really early stage as well. I mean, I was reading about jealousy, and it said that even let's see if I can find it here. That even um, I'm gonna just yeah, infants as young as five months has been observed to uh, show jealousy. <laughs> you know? Yeah, because that five month old baby body is not a five month old kid. You know, that person in that body has lived many, 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 many lifetimes, you know, covered by many, many different levels of, you know, jealousy and anger and <laughs> all the things we've been talking about. Yeah. So when it takes a, the, that birth in that current body, it's bringing all that in with him. Mm-hmm. Because the mental body still covers the soul when it transforms from one body to the next. When the soul transmigrates from one body to the next, the only thing that's left behind is the gross physical body. But the subtle mental body, which is the you know where all this is taking place, you know, all these emotions, still, all the emotions and the attachments and the desires and yeah, yeah. you know the arrogance and the false lordship and yeah. all that's taking place on the mental level. It's not taking place on the physical body level. Mm. It may manifest certain things. You know, where's anger? Anger's in the mind, you know, or in the heart. It's, 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 it's on that subtle level. Now, it may manifest itself externally, you know, with a red face or, you know, curse words or fist in the other guy's face or whatever. But it all started inside. Mm. So when you take your next birth... You've got that in there. So, you know, five months, you know, it's been there before that, but maybe that's the first time it was obviously, you know, displayed. Mm -hmm. So, so you gotta, I mean, you you don't, 
in a sense that's good news because you 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 have or what how to put it you you have to work with it you know you can't escape it like it's uh, you yeah yeah it's not going to go away when you die exactly <laughs> you, know, you don't leave it in the coffin open the coffin and there's jealousy sitting there you know <laughs> but but yeah but that, i mean my, my point was yeah that seems like bad news but the good news is that you can you know you get a chance to do something about it like <laughs> well yeah but you know I, and, and it, it trend here's a, here's another point that kind of makes this more what uh proof if you will or mm -hmm. undeniable you can see jealousy in dogs too uh -huh. you know a dog is jealous of his master a dog is jealous of you know another dog you get a new dog and the, the old dog that's been with the master for a long time is jealous of the new dog that just entered the family <laughs> yeah. you know like wait a minute who are you you know what thinks you got the right to be number one here yeah you know and, and yeah it's you know it's it's just what's going on inside the body you know the soul is covered by these many layers you know of contamination and the soul i mean the soul can take on many different bodies i guess this makes it clear so you can have a dog body you can have a human body but it's the same same person yeah 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 same person just a different body according to the desires and the attachments and, and the karma that that soul had covering it when it left the previous body yeah then it'll take birth in a in a body suitable for those conditions so let's say i'm because the first step in in jealousy and trying to do something about it must be to to have the desire to want to do something about it so let's say that i i am in a relationship i see that i have a jealousy i'm listening to this podcast and i can recognize myself in that what do i do what, what are the practical ways that i can actually do something about this well you know if if you just without any kind of knowledge about what we're talking about and you you just will try to do it through a mental adjustment or you know don't think like that or you know tr like don't be attached kind of thing but you are <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know? i'm not attached but i really am <laughs> you know i don't need you but i do <laughs> and and so on in other words you can try and maybe you'll have some success depending on you know how good you are at these things but it, it's it's not going to really solve the problem. There has to be some inquisition into a solution other than a material solution. And that includes psychiatric help, you know, philosophies of the great thinkers and whatever, 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 you know. There has to be some entrance into a spiritual understanding of life, who we are. See, the things that we talk about all the time are not known to most people. I mean, we think, well, you know, a lot of people know this stuff because, you know, well, we've been studying this and practicing this and, you know, talking about this for years. But, and maybe we've reached thousands of people's ears with this message, but how many other people's ears have we not reached and how many people's ears had heard it it just bounced off. It didn't even go in. 
it just bounced off the eardrum before it got past. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it just went in one ear and out the other is the saying. <laughs> you know, it didn't stick. No. Or 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 so, it went into the mind and the head and you know to the mental level and you just like philosophize about it and that's where it ends and you just doesn't get yeah. to your heart or you just goes into the mind and you just reject it you know or pay no attention to it or yeah accept it but you don't do anything with it yeah all those things it, it, you don't take it seriously you don't really you know pursue it you know. Because, you know, you're not maybe just, you're maybe not ready for it, you know? When we're not ready, we're not ready. It's just how it is. And no matter how much a person tells you what you need to know, if you're not ready to hear it, you're not going to hear it. Or you hear it in the way you want to hear it. (laughs) And all those things makes it so you don't really hear it. You know, so that's unfortunate for for the way we live today, because our lifestyles today kill spiritual interest. You know, they really basically are poison for the soul, for our spiritual well-being. And just like bad food, terrible junk food destroys the chances of health. You can't have a healthy body eating absolute poison. I mean, it, it just doesn't work. But if you like that poison, mm-hmm. as weird as it is, and as you know, how many articles you read on don't eat that food, it does this, and don't eat this, it does that, yeah, you still yeah. eat it because you're not ready to hear it. You know? And there's some strange diet. attraction to that poison. I mean, yeah. Yeah. It's hard to admit that that's a, you know. <laughs> so what what can be done? You know, it's like I just was reading in the, the uh Sriman Bhagavatam that this is a step by step progression. Yeah. You know. So if somehow I just meet somebody who you know says these things and I even stop long enough to consider it, that's a step. Yeah. Maybe I don't do anything with it, but I, I consider, hmm, that's interesting. That's a step. You know, and later something else may appear and gives me the next step. You know, and one thing builds on the next. And <clears throat> the next, and I began to realize that jealousy, you know, is not only doesn't feel good. I mean, nobody can say I felt really good because I was jealous. <laughs> no. You know, that was, a, that was an amazing feeling. It's a horrible feeling. Yeah. You know, it's dark. It's, it's just bad, you know. So you might want to say, okay, what can I do about this? And maybe some of those little steps that occurred before, you know, start coming back or you start considering, well, you know, maybe I should look there for a solution. Maybe I should pursue that idea more, you know, that this, this spiritual life and, and on and on it goes. So as we make progress, then, you know, more and more we're open to the idea of spiritual health, which yeah. means health for me, the spirit soul. 
spiritual health is not just some airy-fairy term. It's real health, you know. So, you know, maybe it, it takes a, a trip to the hospital or open-heart surgery or something for a person to realize I need to change my diet, <laughs> you know. But I've known more than one person who had open-heart surgery, four or five bypasses. It was obviously because of their diet. And Still they, didn't change. You know, Diet and, and lack of exercise, lifestyle, we'll say. Yeah, yeah. And they, they get the bypasses, they feel pretty good, they, everything's sewn up, and they just continue on doing the same thing they did before. So it didn't really ring any bells in them. You know, it didn't set off an alarm. It was like, okay, I got through that crisis, I'm good to go, you know? So those people, what can you do? You yeah. know, but... You know, there is the person out there somewhere that says, wow, what is a real solution here? And they do have a desire to, to turn to a spiritual, you know, source. Now, one thing that we've discussed previously, uh, that there's an expansion of the Lord in our heart known as the Paramatma, Lord in the heart. Yeah. The Lord is on. Um, omnipresent that means he's present everywhere therefore he knows when i have that thought see he's the all-knowing supreme person hmm. so when i have that little thought you know that little you know glimpse of wow you know maybe i should try to look into something that will really solve the problem and he knows that so then he provides me with something in his own way, perfectly executed, that will help me take the next step or, you know, be relevant to my life or whatever it is that kind of perks my interest or, you know, kind of convinces me or leads me on. And yeah. so it just builds and builds. And, and then when I hear jealousy, you know, I'll, I've always known it's not good, but then I'm thinking, well, yeah, this is due to a contamination that I have from my, you know, contact with material energy from the material world. And, hmm. you know, each, each uh, faith-based system has a different way to address these issues, you know, then call it one thing, another thing, call it a sin, call it, you know, whatever you want to call it, but the idea is always the same, you know. That Which we need is, to, to ask for divine help mm. to deal with it, you know? <laughs> and so maybe I, I'm able to, you know, humble myself enough to send out a little call for help, little SOS, you know? <laughs> Can you help me? And again, that is never missed. That SOS signal is not lost in the cloud somewhere. <laughs> the Lord hears it and he responds immediately. And it just builds on that, you know. That's very reassuring. You know? Yeah. So nobody is alone. That is something that very few people know. We are never alone. The Lord is within our own heart. See? When we talk about the heart, we we are talking about Two things. One, the pump, the the red pumping Physical. muscular organ yeah, that, yeah. that circulates the blood. 
So within the body, the Lord is located and I am located there. That's where we are in the body. But even if I recognize or accept I'm there, very rare is it that I also will accept, well, the Lord is there too. Yeah. That's how close we are to each other, always. Right um, there. Housemates in the heart, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> we can't get rid of this one. I mean, he's always there. <laughs> we, we just have to make yeah. friends with him. Make friends, you know. So, therefore, we're never alone. And, and the more I accept that and, and, you know, turn to the Lord you know, for help, then the more help I get and the more clarity I have on the subject and the, the, the more I see a bright light at the end of a dark tunnel. Mm. And so, so it's... Uh, so, 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 based on your sincerity, I mean, that's, that's, where it, that's where it all leads to, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And... Some people's sincerity comes from extreme measures, you know, and we're beat <laughs> down to such a low level that we got nowhere else to turn. That's true. You know. Now, how many stories have I read, and I'm sure you have read, and many people have read, about somebody was in some, you know, dire situation where it looked like death was the only thing that was next. Whether they were, you know, lost at sea in some little dinghy boat and, you know, there was a storm and big waves were crashing on them or whether they were buried under an avalanche or whether they were experiencing some, you know, physical condition of the body where they were going to die, whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And at that moment of need, they cried out, God, please help me. If you help me, I will be yours. I will give my life to you. I will serve you. I will be for you. And they recover, they get out of their situation, whatever, you know, and they do it. They mm. do it. It happens. I have a friend that, it's a long story, I'm not going to tell it because it's too long, but anyway, he was in that situation and he cried out just like that. It wasn't like some philosophical cry. I mean, this is like, yeah, yeah. help me, you know when you're ready to go over the waterfall, you're just screaming for help, huh. you know. So, help me, God, please. And, you know, his, his actual commitment was, if you get me out of this situation, I'm yours. I'll hmm. quit my sinful ways, and he was deeply involved in some unacceptable activities. I'll quit my sinful ways. I'll do this. I'll... I'll be yours. I'm living my life. And he got out of it, and he did it. He did it. You know, one day he's like this, the next day he's completely the other way, you know. And he continued. I've lost touch with him, but as long as I was in touch with him, he continued on. Very, mm -hmm. very firm and, and, and active in his relationship with God and mm -hmm. preaching it and bringing other people in you know, tirelessly being about his father's business, so to speak. Wow. So, sometimes it takes that extreme measure to, to make it so we wake up. But, we do that. It doesn't have to, 
Maybe we're just intelligent enough to realize some things by hearing this philosophy of truth. And this is not, you know, some sectarian philosophy. This is a message of truth. Just by hearing it, you know, we're intelligent enough to know, yeah, this is true. I understand this is true. And this is the best thing I can do. Listen to this, follow this, apply it to my life. And, and you must have seen, I mean, I, in my personal experience only with the people who live a yoga lifestyle, you know, I've just seen, yeah, so many versions of that, like from from Frank that I'm living with who's been just full on, you know, with the, all the different kind of intoxications you can possibly imagine almost, you know, just to try to try to escape from the world. But but it's, in a sense, when I speak to him, I realize like that's that's the sense of like you really it's a sense of determination you know you gotta be really determined like he was really determined like this world is not making me happy there's got to be something more you know right and then so he was really searching yeah and it wound up where it has to go if you're really searching seek and you shall find that's what it says in the bible right Hmm. if you don't seek you're not going to find so he was looking he was searching almost killed him yeah you know, and he's still suffering the repercussions, but he found the answer. Yeah. No. But you've, so. how, how was your, you know, you never, how was your meeting this philosophy? What, what well, when, when, when did it click? Well, I've, I've said it many times. I just was always a pleasure seeker, you know, and, I, I wanted the, the best pleasure, you know, wherever it was to be found, I wanted that. And I also knew that, you know, the dark pleasures are not, that's not the light. That's not the bright pleasure that's going to make me really happy. All this darkness had no, I didn't have attraction for it. You know, I I entered into some pretty, you know, unacceptable activities, but it wasn't well, I didn't think it was dark. It was dark in the in the true sense of the word, but it wasn't that really ugly, dark stuff. Because that was obvious to me that that's no good, hmm. you know, for anybody. I mean, there's nothing there but ugliness, hmm. you know. But anyway, uh, you know, I I was successful in creating a lifestyle for myself. It was topmost, in my opinion. I mean, I, I had no problems. I wasn't like, Wow, I wish I had more and more and more of this yeah, thing. Yeah. Other thing. No, I was like, I got it, man. I'm I'm on the bubble, you know. And I was satisfied with the bubble, and and but at the same time, I wasn't because okay, this is so so good, you know. I am I'm really really, you know, glad I'm where I'm at. But what's beyond this, you know? Mm. And like I say in, you know, the introduction, the happy man video, which is, yeah. you know, that little thing, I, I knew it had to be spiritual because, you know, from where I was at, I had what I wanted materially. I had it. I didn't think I didn't have it, and if I just had something else, it would be better. Right. I had it. And, and it was like, okay, but, you know, what's next, you know? And, and that's what I say. I knew it had to be spiritual. And that really, you know, was the attraction for me. 
because there was a spiritual world that I knew nothing about, but I wanted to know a lot about. Hmm. I wanted to see what it had to offer. I knew what the material world had to offer, but I didn't have any idea what the spiritual world had to offer. And I had heard some wonderful things about the spiritual world and spiritual life and spiritual love, so on, but I had no real, you know, concrete experience of that. But I was seeking. I was a journeyer. I was an explorer. I was ready to go there, you know. Mm. And when, when I got more information and had more opportunities to go in that direction, you know, I was, I was ready. I was in, man. I'm ready to go. Let's go. <laughs> mm. yeah. so, that's how it was for me. I didn't hit any low points at all. You know, hmm. no depression, no anxiety, no loneliness, no this, no that, low self-esteem, all these. I didn't have any of that. Not that was just my karma this time around. You know, it's, yeah, just how I, how I, I, I just fell into a very good situation from birth. Wow. So, <laughs> so, did you? I mean, I'm. We, we didn't have to make this, you know. Did you have anything else you wanted to mention on jealousy or say on jealousy? Well, you know, it's it's something that you know is is going to tear you apart. There's no good fruit that comes from it. And it is a serious problem for your happiness, for your well-being, for other people around you, and therefore see it as something that needs to be dealt with, not swept under the rug and act like it doesn't exist. It does exist. And if it's not rearing its ugly head now, it will. See? So. Change the heart, change the mind through spiritual purification. And the jealousy will, even if it comes, because until we're pure, we're not. If we're half pure, we're half pure. If we're 5% pure, we're 5% pure. And along the way to perfection, and we're all still working on that, you see. There'll be jealousy. There'll be times when jealousy will flare up or envy or anger or whatever, but you can see it in a different light, you know, and you can analyze what's going on here and why. You see, whereas before it was just an emotional reaction. Now it's like, okay, here's a red flag. Let's look at this red flag. Let's, let's, let's analyze a little bit. Let's, let's see what causes this and why, you know, did this situation produce that result? And you know, the, and, and gain more and more knowledge of, of who we are and what is really good for us and where is really ha real happiness to be found and see the enemies as enemies. Lust, anger, greed, jealousy, you know, all these things, envy, insecure, they're all enemies. They are enemies. It declares it in every scripture of truth. Yeah. They're enemies. They're not friends. Yeah. You know, it's not okay to live with enemies. It's not okay to, to let them in your house and just take care of them. You know, they are I just, who I they just are. say that it's normal and, 
you know. Yeah, it's not normal. It's abnormal. It's this world's normal is not normal for the soul. It's not normal for so many people to be in such anxiety and so agitated mentally. It's not normal to have constant, you know, flare-ups in society and constant protest and you know, hate flying every which way it can fly and you know, so much ill feeling toward people because of their bodies, you know, one race, another race, mm. one sex, another sex, one nation against the political party against political party, you know, and religions against religions. All, all this is tearing us apart. It is not normal. It is based on false identity. It's based on arrogance. It's based on, you know, lust and jealousy is a huge part of that. Mm. You know, start calling us it is as it is, you know, and and that way, you know, we can rise above these storms that are ripping people apart. You know, what is it, what is that famous quote from our spiritual master, Siddhartha Paramahamsa? As the lotus rises above the contaminated water, untouched by its impurity, so we can rise above the contaminated, impure world, untouched by all these things, see? That's a mm. spiritual elevation, spiritual rising, you see? And, you know, the lotus, which is the, the most fragrant and the most lauded flower of all flowers, and the, the Vedic scriptures always refers to the lotus, and yeah, something yeah. of extreme beauty is described as lotus-like, yeah. you know? And the fragrance, you know, is, is just otherworldly. So that can grow, that, that wonderful lotus can grow in the, the most contaminated, impure conditions. It rises above it. It's not contaminated by it. And that's the analogy, that's the idea. We're not going to make it so this world's pure, come on, you know? Because but then, we can, we have to rise above it. We have to, or be a part of it. You know, hmm. you, you have two choices: to be a part of it and wallow in it, like you know, the pigs wallow in the mud. You see? Nothing against pigs. That's just they're how they are. That's their lifestyle. But yeah. we we can either make that choice, or we can make a choice to pursue rising above. You know. Hmm. There's so much, you know, kind of internet hype interest in levitation, you know. Oh, he can levitate, you know. People are thinking that's the goal in life, you know. But that kind of levitation, what good is that? You know, that's not going to help you, you know. But levitate as, as far as spiritual uh, purification of consciousness, the consciousness rises up. You know, like a butterfly floating up to the spiritual world. You know, this is this is the bright light. This is the future. You know that we should be seeking. And it's always so easy to seek, <laughs> trying to perfect the world because you think the world is the problem. The people around me are the problem. The person that is triggering the triggering this jealousy is the problem. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. See, that's, 
that's because we don't really have the vision to see the problem. But if we don't have vision, what do we do? We listen to people who have vision. Yeah. If I can't see, that doesn't mean nobody else can see. If I'm blind, it doesn't mean everybody's blind. So that's why we have our spiritual masters and, and, and the scripture to show us what the truth really is, to see through the eyes of the spiritual seers of truth and the eyes of scripture. Then I have that vision, see? But I have to have a little humility to accept that I'm blind and they're not, that they know and I don't know. Yeah. See? <laughs> That's where we go back to with humility. And the, so if if we want to cultivate, we can talk about good qualities to the end, but that doesn't mean they're just going to appear, you know. We have to do something. We have to do something. And so the mantras that we're always chanting and, and promoting and encouraging other people to chant themselves or listen to, maybe you don't want to actually chant yourself, but if you just listen to it, you know, recordings of, of meditation with mantras and so on, that's purifying. That's purifying, you know. There's where the potency is. There's where the result will come from. See? And then it makes it so the philosophy becomes more attractive. All these things that we talk about will be more attractive. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, you know, something that I yeah, we can end with a chant with mantras, by the way, but I just wanted to, you know, there's always, we hear so much about mantras. There are so many different mantras. And, and again, this is not, um, what, what, yeah, what does one do if one wants to have that purification? And, and where does one get that from? I mean, many people that I have, you know, been in contact with, and they, if you say that, then they go to Google and start Googling <laughs> the word mantras and find some, Strange, uh, long, whatever. Yeah, well, you know, again, you have to have enough humility to accept there is a true presentation of truth. (laughs) True (laughs) presentation of truth. (laughs) And then there's so many other versions of that so-called truth. So that's the other versions of that truth which are not really true. How about that? In other words, there's news and fake news. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very, you know, trendy topic right now. Uh-huh. So, the Vedas that we study are coming through a line of perfect masters. Disciplic succession is called parampara. Each master is a pure, fully realized master who passes it on to his follower who becomes purified as a result and passes it on. So the lineage of pure teachers, which starts from the Supreme Lord himself, makes it so the truth does not become untruth. It doesn't become altered. It doesn't become, you know, contaminated or filled with opinions or or whatever. You know, the potency is still there 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are the mantras when we talk about mantras. Those are the mantras we talk about. If the mantras do not come through a pure line, then the same mantra will not have the same potency. It's just how it works. 
argue it, don't argue it. That's just how it works. I'm just telling you what is the truth. Hmm. That's why we only teach mantras that we have received from our spiritual masters. And those mantras we just pass on. We don't in any way try to interfere, contaminate, whatever. That means we have a responsibility to, to retain some purity ourselves. You see? Yeah. And so it's like water. No matter how pure the water source, anywhere down the pipe, if some contamination enters in, it's still water. It still may look exactly the same, but now it's not the same. You know, the wonderful healing qualities that were, you know, there in the spring are now gone, and the the uh, qualities of, you know, impurity, which may even be poison enough to kill you, are what you get. Hmm. So anyway, we, we're not saying just go find any mantra and chant it, you know. Every mantra will do what it does, but they don't all do the same thing even if it's the same words. Hmm. So that's why we're saying, you know, we know what we're doing is correct, you see. We're not going to be the judge of everything and everybody else, but if it's not coming through a line of perfect teachers, what can I say? I'm just repeating what I know is, you know, true. So, so let's... that being said, go ahead. No, you... No, go ahead. <laughs> well, I just thought we could have a chant at the end. But that's what I was going to say. That being <laughs> said, let's. <laughs> okay, so we agree. <laughs> yeah. You. Ten you, minutes. You just froze a little bit huh? there, but that's okay. I, 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 yeah. You just froze a little bit. It's okay though. <laughs> now you're back. Am I back? Okay. Yeah, we freeze every now and then. It's cold over here. <laughs> <laughs> I also freeze a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so to make it very easy for people, we'll just have a very simple mantra. The mantra will be Goranga. And the second mantra will be Hari Bowl. Goranga, Hari Bowl. Goranga, Hari Bowl. And the, uh, the process is called Shravanam Kirtanam. That means the leader chants, which in this case will be me, and everyone will listen, and then everyone responds, and I listen. It's called Shravanam Kirtanam, hearing and chanting. So I have some friends here with me in the Chintamani studio that will be responding, and you chant with them. And of course, Ruben will be responding. I'll be chanting back too. Yep, I was going to say. And you will be chanting with Ruben. <laughs> <laughs> and we always suggest as much as you can to meditate on the mantra. Just focus on the mantra. See, let that sound capture your mind.
Sankirtan, and it's also known as congregational chanting. So the world is so divided today, you know, so many divisions in all societies. But the mantras can bring us together, forget all those causes of division, and just come together as one force, coming together to chant the mantras, see? No arguments, it doesn't matter what you believe in, where you came from, whatever, whatever, whatever. Just, we're all children of God. We're all eternally equal. And this is the common denominator. It can bring us beyond all the conflicts, the jealousy, etc., etc. That's... That's this the same thing I've heard said about soccer. <laughs> Come on, mate. That's not even close. People kill each other at soccer matches. <laughs> yeah, it's just that's, so the, that's one of the stupid. biggest divisions of all. Yeah. Mm, you know. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. So don't believe what you hear, believe what you can perceive to be true. You know, so the truth, when heard by many people, they don't see it as true. And you see, they don't accept the truth as being true. No. See, but if we chant the mantras, you don't know if it's true or not. All those things I said about the mantras, you probably don't know if it's true or not, but try it and see. What have you got to lose? <laughs> yeah. Where is there room for any kind of loss? And, you know, everybody likes music. Yeah. You know, tell me who doesn't like music. You know, very rare. Mm-hmm. Why is that? That's another topic. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it we all like music? 
we can talk about that another time. Yeah. That's a nice one too. My even mom, she, you know, my, my, my mom's tone deaf and she, she loves it when we go on the hikes. I started bringing my guitar into my hikes, you know, she, I, I started playing in the evening and like the evening after I, I, I like sang, sang her to bed or how do you say, like I sang to her while she was going to sleep. And then the night after mm -hmm. she said, you know, where's my good night song? I'm missing my good night song. <laughs> so, right on. So that's. Yeah. You know, that's, mm. that's something we can talk about. Because yeah. That's, yeah. That's reality, isn't it? That's, a, that's another topic for another day. Another topic for another day. Well, Ruben, thank you very much. We got to prepare for our next program. Yeah. Always nice to, to talk to you, Balakia. Yeah. It. Yeah. We'll be uh, back again. And uh, yeah, let's continue with interesting topics. Yeah. <laughs> cool. See you soon again. Okay. Head out in those mountains behind you. Yeah. We're going to get out there tomorrow. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Been a little rainy, a little snowy. But it's supposed to be some sun tomorrow, so we'll go out and see what what's occurred since we were there last week. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, we have some sun here as well, so I'm going to run out now after we've done here and do some Japa meditation, walk in the walk in my snowshoes. Right on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The snowy north. That's wonderful. Yeah, it's truly wonderful. The wonders of nature is just amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna get going, and yeah. <laughs> I gotta get going. I we can just we can just wind it up again, but we I think we're gonna shut it down. <laughs> <laughs> all right, yeah. all right. Take care, Harry Bowl, to all your family there, Lynn and Frank and Yana, and yeah. Thanks to all the crew behind you, Slava, you, yeah. and everyone chanting that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, Slava the magician and all the. Contaminate <laughs> choir. <laughs> okay. Okay. Hi, Bowl, Ruben. Hi, Bowl, everybody. Thank you very much for being with us. Thank you very much for joining today. Remember to stay true to yourself and break trail. Mm -hmm.